0: So sticking with our habits. So,
1: And this is probably the most important thing that we're going to talk about. Yes. I think anybody who's got a habit or wants to break a habit mm-hmm. needs to understand how to stick with it.
0: Yes, exactly. So number one is planning for interruptions because I think we plan out our days and weeks thinking that everything is going to go as smoothly as we see it in our heads. And in reality...
1: Level up, 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 Hello once again. Time to level up. Hello. Oh, you went calmer than me there. <laughs> Jump in.
0: Yes, let's go. A little, little late in the game on this weekly podcast, but it's are we all good. though? Are we though? We are.
1: It depends on when people are listening to it.
0: Okay, we usually post. First thing Monday morning.
1: And it'll be posted Monday. Yes. Just not first thing.
0: I know. But I'm a stickler for habits, you know?
1: Oh, what a (laughs) good one there. Tell me more about these habits you're a stickler for because something tells me that's what this week's episode might be all about.
0: You are correct, sir. Habits. Establishing them. Keeping them. Loving them.
1: That's pretty much it. Loving them.
0: Loving your habits. Yeah, but it's definitely something that I think all of us go up and down with. We're never perfect, but knowing how to establish strong systems and keep Adam is a good thing to know, especially in this business.
1: True. And I'm sure we'll get there, but this doesn't mean all habits are good habits. That's true. But we'll talk about good habits. So having habits on its own doesn't necessarily mean it's good because if your habit... There are bad habits. Yeah. And we'll talk about
0: both of those and how to...
1: Yeah, we're not going to tell you how to stick to heroin. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. That's that's, that's a not, bad habit. That's not part of this podcast. We
0: should bring in Ed Sheeran's bad habits into this podcast, like in the background. Is that a song? It is. I,
1: it's two for two. I would
0: sing it, but as everybody knows, I'm a horrible singer and you wouldn't even recognize it because I can't even carry a tune. <laughs>
1: that's okay. Maybe we'll superimpose it afterwards. I feel
0: yeah. like my songs sound like sound like the same thing just different words
1: i'm shocked at the amount ed sheeran is cameoing in random movies like that's his new thing i keep seeing him showing up with these random roles i mean good on him
0: really for like getting name recognition the only one we saw was the movie that we recently saw which was what red notice
1: yeah that's where we just saw him but he's been showing up in movies and now you're gonna ask me for other ones and i'll have to (laughs) look it up i'll put it in i'll put it in the show notes but he's been showing up i mean it's good for him and he also does a lot of that random um, like YouTube show up stuff. I've seen him like four or five times when there's like a street performer singing an Ed Sheeran song and then he just shows oh, really? up and he's like, yo, I'm Ed Sheeran. Good for him. I'm going to sing with you.
0: All right. There's our little deviation from the podcast. That's a habit. I, have. <laughs> I
1: figured I'd jump in there with that. Okay. So, so we want to get people not just on top of, the decisions they've made on how to be successful, because we talk a lot about consistency and habits and consistency sort of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. That is really what makes you consistent is developing a system and, and a a set of habits that can keep you doing the things you're supposed to be doing somewhat automatically without thinking, um, but also setting an expectation for yourself. So Mm
0: -hmm. that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, so a lot of the stuff we're going to be touching upon today comes from James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, which is an excellent book if you haven't read it yet, but just definitely a lot of interesting um, concepts and and ways that you can really implement good good systems, good habits into your life and eliminate the bad ones. So we'll start with a little quote because we all know quotes are what we all love and know. And post on our Instagram accounts. <laughs> Hit me. You don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. What does that mean to you? That's deep. I posted. I, I, I put that question out to our team when we were doing this presentation last week and I was cricket. So maybe yeah. you can help me out here, you know?
1: it basically means that the world doesn't come at you the way you design it if you don't set up things in place to get you there Mm -hmm. and so you're only as good as your worst system is what that means to me you're
0: only as good as your worst good worst system
1: only as good you're only as good as your worst system
0: okay i don't know if i get that
1: that's what the you fall to the level of your systems means
0: yeah to you
1: to me. Well, you ask me. <laughs> that's what it means to me.
0: Yes. But I mean- it's, the, it's
1: it's a weakest link thing. If you've got, you know, if you've got in a certain area of your business, not great right. systems, that's the level at which you're going to perform. You're right. not going to outperform Correct. your systems. I
0: just got confused with you're only as good as your worst. What did you say? The, you're wor-
1: only as good, good as, as your, your worst system.
0: system. I don't know. That just confuses me. But anyway, I get the concept and I get the idea. You
1: are the weakest link.
0: Um, good But the OTB 100 is a perfect example of why like the why we were so adamant about cr- establishing systems late into last year so that you guys could hit the ground running into this year with your systems ready to go so that your goals can start being accomplished.
1: Yeah. Do you want, you want me to put it in a different way? If that didn't, if that didn't make I, sense?
0: Probably not because I'm, well, yeah, go for it. because well, you I've been thinking about it.
1: Well, no, I, I want to make sure if, if it didn't, if it didn't it, make it sense a- to you, maybe it didn't make sense <laughs> to anybody else.
0: Everybody's like, I understand completely what that meant, okay, but go well, for it.
1: Think, think of your systems and your habits as a safety net. That's kind of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have something in place that operates as a safety net for you, you run the risk of falling below where that is. Right. That kind of becomes your catch-all mm-hmm. for being able to be efficient and being able to achieve what you want to achieve. Right. Right. So, you, so when we say you fall to the level, think of it literally, that you'll fall until your systems catch you. But if yes. you don't have a system or a habit there to protect you, sure, you can outdo that. You can achieve things without systems and without habits. Mm-hmm. But that acts as that protection for you And that's what I mean.
0: Okay, makes sense. Okay, so, and I think a perfect example of that in real estate is your CRM system. So you can have a CRM system, you can be even adding people into it. But if you haven't established a system of how you're going to follow up with them, how you're going to automate things, all that kind of stuff, you're just going to have a system with a few hundred people in it, or however many people you have, with nothing going on. Correct. So that's just an example. So to put it into context for everybody.
1: So we've deconstructed the quote. We have. And if you don't get it by now, then then, give us other random analogies that maybe we can use to help people understand what we're trying to talk about.
0: Yeah. Okay, moving on. So let's talk about the habit loop. And this is something that is in the book that basically pretty much any habit you can think of that goes through this this four-step process. And
1: that this is this is good and bad. This is just how habits work, right? Yes. Okay.
0: Exactly. So, the number one thing is that you have a cue. So, a cue is basically and we'll give you an example which is pretty simple is if um you wake up and and want to drink coffee. So, how does that whole habit come into play? So, the cue is you wake up. Um so that's basically it triggers the craving. Um, So the craving is then you still feel tired and you want to feel more awake. So that's the second thing is the craving. The third part of the habit loop is your response. So what is it that you do to respond to that craving? You make yourself a coffee. And then fourth is the reward. And what happens when you drink coffee? Hopefully you feel more energetic and ready to start your day. So that is a loop that keeps running in your head that you keep repeating. And that's what's really important about habits is the repetition. That's how you establish a good or a bad habit. Um, But that keeps running. And by, by the time you know it, drinking coffee becomes associated with waking up.
1: Okay. So the few, the the four points of that loop are the cue, the craving, the response, and the reward. Yes. Which is basically an environment that you're in, the need for something, what you do to address that need, and the good stuff that comes from it. Right. And so that is what this cycle is that builds habit for you. When you're able to address a need in a certain situation Mm -hmm. in a way that addresses that need, you continue to expect to address that need the same way as you do it.
0: Yeah. And I think if you guys just really think about that, because habits become so like just mindless, like you don't even realize that you're doing it. And like one simple example they give is the fact, like if you walk into a dark room, your automatic response is to turn on the light because you want to see. That is a habit. But because it happens within seconds and it's just so automatic, you don't realize it. So I think if you, be, you know, kind of self-reflect and figure out where your bad habits exist, where your good habits come in and, or where you want to establish good habits and break it down um, and, and understand it within this loop, it can be really helpful to figure out where you're falling off course.
1: Yeah. And think, think about it with a bad habit, right? And here's, yes. here's, a, here's a good example of a bad habit that follows this loop as well, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of us do, and both of us from time to time do it as well, is <laughs> you're, you're anywhere, you're home and you're feeling a bit of a downtime or you're feeling FOMO. So what do you do when you're feeling like you want to just address your boredom or you want to just fill your void? You pick up your phone mm-hmm. and you look at social media or you look at wherever you go to see what other people are doing. And when you do that, you feel fulfilled that you're up to date on what's happened to the minute right now. Yeah. And that happens sometimes in a habitual loop that doesn't stop because you can go down that rabbit hole. But the habit you have is when you've got a moment of silence, what you need to do is fill the void with
0: Yeah, something.
1: Addressing your FOMO. Yeah. Fear of missing out for those of us that aren't, you know All in the know. Totally in the know.
0: Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Like I think the phone thing is something that I have started to recognize more so, but it's so hard to get out of that habit loop of like grabbing your phone, starting to go down that rabbit hole, as you said, of it's It's always media. there. Yeah, that's it's it. all there.
1: And so there's ways which we'll talk about about how to address the good and the bad habits and identify what mm-hmm. they are and how to stick to them or I guess in some cases, get away mm-hmm. from them.
0: Right, exactly. Um, so in order to create a good habit, so... Ways that can help you um, establish a a, hab- a habit loop for a good habit um, number one is for the cue you have to make it obvious it can 't be something that you 're searching for or it you, you, you don 't even notice like it has to be something that 's like relatively in your face, right? And there's different types of cues and if you go to James Clear's website, like he kind of details different types of cues, but one example is a time-based cue. And that could be something that's really helpful in your own work, like if you want to create a new weekly newsletter for your clients, you can create a time-based clue that cue, not clue, that says every Monday morning at 9 a.m., to so be very specific, I will send out my weekly newsletter to my database.
1: It's funny that we're using that as an example. As we record a podcast, not on the queue that yeah. we do set ourselves. well, and this is where
0: we fall off sometimes. Because this, this yeah. podcast
1: is and, and has been set to be a habit of ours. Now, granted, and it's easy for anybody to make excuses, and we do it, and I'm going to do it right now. It is a weird time we're in, and we were banking on... Things being a little bit different, especially this week with kids going back to school and snowstorms being avoided. But all of that didn't happen on a Monday. Yeah. So, but...
0: But why this don't is- we why don't we create a good habit for being more consistent with our podcast? Absolutely. so that We've
1: w- talked about it.
0: No, no, no. But I mean, like, let's run through okay, it so, so that this it is going to be- makes it understandable for people to, to, to understand what we're talking about.
1: Okay, so the cue for the podcast, let's talk about the actual recording of the podcast. You guys know out there, we're trying to create a habit that it's out every Monday for you to see, mm-hmm. but we're setting a habit for ourselves of where this process starts. Yes. I would like to be recording our podcasts every friday mm-hmm. during the working day and if you want to pick a specific time I let's do that what's the time
0: let's say
1: i'm busy try another time 9am 9am on fridays is when we are going to record our podcast every week that yes. is our cue
0: okay so in order to make it obvious we've set a time based cue for ourselves but we also have to put it into our calendar our shared google calendar and it will alert us um Maybe, sorry. Maybe like an hour beforehand, so we remember that that is the case, and it is in our calendar. So hopefully, we won't overschedule our morning.
1: Well, and and it plays into like habits. Talk to habits too, because we've got a habit. I believe that every night before we go to bed, we kind of go through what's the schedule for tomorrow, right? As well, and we establish who's got to be where. What's free time? You know, where are we going? Who do we have to call? Blah 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 blah. So yes. this will be part of that habit too. It'll piggyback in that. But yeah, let's set up calendar, reminders. Friday
0: at night. Jacked. And we'll talk more about other ways to, to make it easier for you. Um, but yeah, that's our cue. Okay. So what is the craving? This is the one I struggle with, to be honest, when I try to understand the craving part.
1: Okay. Well, the craving for me is it's sort of tied to what we've already established as a deficiency of ours, if that makes sense. Because when we're rushing and doing it last minute, we're stressed. It's not it's efficient. It's on the
0: weekend. The kids it's are around. It's at times we don't want. Yeah. We
1: then have to edit it. So there's steps that follow that we don't have time for because we already feel like we're behind the eight ball, which leads to a less than what we would have pictured it to be version of the podcast if we right. had time to do it properly.
0: Okay. Cool.
1: So what I want to do and the craving of what I want is a organized with time to spare podcast recording that Mm -hmm. we can be proud of and we can put out there and people will love and like and share and subscribe to and comment on.
0: Perfect. Okay. So then the next step is our response and to make a good habit, you have to make it easy. And this is, I mean, the podcast is a perfect example. In order to... Um, record a podcast. I mean, right now we're using a phone to record. So if that's what we're going to do for that podcast, we need a charged phone. We need a quiet room without distractions. We need our phones to be off. So how can we set that up so that every Friday at nine, we literally just walk into a room and we're good to go. And maybe it's a little easier given what we've got, but if you've got more equipment, for example, setting it up ahead of time. So you're literally just doing the action versus having to do all the work ahead of time will make it easier for you to have that response. And
1: further to that, if it is a podcast example, now we, I'd say nine times out of 10 or more are going at this just free, free, like just saying what we want to say, but if there's stuff to prepare, yes. So knowing what the topic's going to be, Doing the research, setting up talking points, blah blah blah, all that stuff. You don't want to yeah. be looking that up at eight thirty in the morning no. or at or
0: 9. even the topic itself. Like right. we do, and we, we're pretty good at establishing what our topics are for the month. Because we have
1: another habit that sets our right, content
0: exactly. But this is the this is the one habit that we really want to get good at. Okay, and then finally is the reward. So in order to create a good habit, you want to make the reward satisfying. And this can go in all sorts of different directions. Like you could have like a chocolate at the end of your podcast.
1: Did you just put on a British accent (laughs) for this? You could have chocolate. Chocolate. Well, here's this is one part of the loop that I'm a little confused on. Yes. Even though a reward in itself is a pretty clear concept. For me, is it not enough for the reward to be what our craving was. Like the reward for me is having a good recording, but that's just us doing the habit. It's not like a separate, I gave myself a chocolate.
0: (laughs) Right. So like, yeah. And that's the thing that I've, I've been having difficulty wrapping my head around with this whole concept is because it's a loop, it's continuing on. So basically like- the reward, like when you see, let's say, a chocolate, you're reminded about completing a podcast. And, like, kind of like that whole thing, like your brain starts to. This is slurking. like Pavlov's
1: dog kind I, of thing? I
0: think so, but maybe it's not the way we have to think about see, it. See, yeah.
1: For me, yes. that doesn't work. Okay. But maybe, no,
0: I don't think so either.
1: Like, if I see it, even if we rewarded ourselves with yeah. pina coladas after every time we record a podcast, when I see pina coladas, I'm not going to think man, I can't wait till our next podcast. Yeah. But maybe.
0: I don't know. Yeah. For some, for some on, habits, I can on, see it. Yeah. And it depends on the person and all that. But no, I, I agree with with the podcast thing. I think we've identified and we've lived through the um the, the frustrations when you don't do things on time and how it's... a like it's always like I, I wake up Monday morning and I'm slightly angry that we don't have our podcast out. You know what I'm slightly. Slightly angry. No, I'm not like awfully. I'm awfully. I'm not like really, really angry, but I'm a little bit peeved off.
1: Are you perturbed? I'm
0: less going to say that, but I'm like, that's a little weird of a word. But anyway, yes. So I, yeah however it, however it will be satisfying to you. Us knowing that now we don't have to go through all the frustration and you know, not being able to spend time with the kids on the weekend because we're worried about this and we're, you know, just having to get it done while they're here. Um, I think that is enough of a reward for me at least, but every habit is going to have a different different four-step process and it will be different based on what it is you're trying to do.
1: Yeah. I, I think if you look at it in the context of these steps, it'll make sense in different ways to you, potentially. Like if you think about a kid with like an allowance, mm-hmm. they do develop a recognition of the reward that ties them to doing more of the exactly. work. Exactly. Like it, it, That's is an
0: easier way to think about on, on it. On yeah. a weekly
1: basis, you know, if I vacuum every day, I know I'm getting my five bucks at the end of the week. And then when they think of things they want to buy, yes. they think of the money and they think of the vacuuming and it, and it does exactly. become a reward driven habit. Yes. Um maybe just maybe just chocolate for podcasts doesn't do it for me.
0: I <laughs> yeah, don't even feel a, like chocolate that was anyway. a bad example. That's but okay. yes, I um any way that you can make it satisfying to yourself is the main idea here. Okay, so sticking with our habits. So
1: and this is probably the most important thing that we're going to talk about. Yes. I think anybody who's got a habit or wants to break a habit, Mhm needs to understand how to stick with it.
0: Yes, exactly. So number one is planning for interruptions because I think we plan out our days and weeks thinking that everything is going to go as smoothly as we see it in our heads. And in reality, we know that there's constant interruptions. There's client does, you know, just clients calling you, um, things happening like with a closing, things happening with your family. Maybe your child has to stay home sick for the day, or maybe there's a snow day. Like we're having today.
1: Or maybe there's a large dog walking over you while you're recording a podcast.
0: Which would have been helped if we were in a room where he wasn't able to get to us. But anyway, um, so using an if-then strategy can be really good. And just to kind of anticipate the interruptions that might happen. So just being realistic about, okay, when we're recording a podcast, what are the things that could happen? So if there's a snow day on Friday, for example, Mm -hmm. we will... I don't know, find a way to record the podcast by six o'clock on Friday, right? for example.
1: Right. And maybe part of the habit becomes identifying the environmental risks for the next day. Like Mm -hmm. on Thursday, you take a look. Or if I have a call at 9 a.m. that I need to take, or a client meeting, how are we going to reschedule it? Right. Um, You know, if I... Drop my phone in a pool on Thursday.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's less. I mean, you don't want to go through all of the scenarios, but 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 more of the likely ones. It's
1: really just the things that will get in the way. And I think if two years ago you would have thought to yourself, well, you know, these habits are pretty easy to keep, I think there's not a person on earth who hasn't seen the power of things that can distract and get in the way. So understand that interruptions and distractions are just a part of life, Yeah, but your habits will always find a way to... Power through that if you've planned for that.
0: Yeah, if you haven't planned with for it, it's going to become an excuse. So make sure that you're just planning accordingly. So you, as you said, can can work through your habits.
1: That's actually that's a that's a good way to look at it. Unplanned interruptions are just excuses. Jesus. I like that.
0: Thank you. It's nice. I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna get you a chocolate. I'm gonna
0: quote it and put it on my Instagram page. Anyway, um, put it in your calendar and be specific. So we already talked about that with our podcast recording. We always say, well, we don't always say it, but it's something that's very true. If it's not scheduled, it won't get done. So get it in your calendar, look at it, know that it's coming up and and plan for it. Um, There's research that's shown that you're two or three times more likely to stick with your habits if you have a specific plan for when, where, and how you will perform the behavior.
1: I believe that. Yes, It could be a made up stat, but I believe it.
0: No, I think it's totally true. I just don't think we do it as, Might as be often. It three as we to four to. times more likely. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the writing down. And to me, it's one of those things where in the moment, like for example, Charlotte has wanted multi-grain Cheerios for the last like three grocery orders. And I completely keep forgetting. Really? I was
1: going to get that yesterday. Yeah.
0: Well, I I keep forgetting. It was on sale. But if I would have written it down on a piece of paper, like if we have a list, a running list on our fridge of the types of things we need, and if I would have taken two seconds to write it down, we would have got it. The first time but i just keep forgetting to do it i'm like oh no i'll remember you're never gonna remember write the stupid thing down and remember it right on okay next
1: so the next is a paperclip strategy and this is just a a metaphor i think for anything it doesn't need to be paperclips but as an example let's say you've got a newsletter to send out every week and it's the beginning of the year, or you just want to start going with a certain date, put in 52 paper clips into a jar, mm-hmm. and every time you send out your newsletter, take it from the gonna do it jar to the I did it jar. And you're able to keep an eye on your progress. It's another visual cue. Yeah, It's another activity that is part of your habit to do that. I think it's not just seeing it, but it's also reinforcing when it's done and and when it's not done. I think like yeah. In some way you're rewarding yourself by moving the paperclip.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Or p- make a box of 52 chocolates and <laughs> eat one every week.
0: <laughs> as long as as long as they
1: don't go bad if they're a weird like yeah. You don't want them to be like a milk filled chocolate. That'd be gross after 52 <laughs> <You know>. weeks. <laughs>
0: but, you know, going back to visual cues, that's why I like vision boards and things like that are so powerful. Because when you're constantly seeing and, and reminding yourself of what your goals are, they start coming into play a lot more. And you you start working towards them a lot more e- lot easily. A lot more easily. Can't talk. I'm losing it, my ability it, to talk. It's easier. It's easier. Thank you. Okay. And finally, reducing the friction. And we talked about this before with the podcast. Like, you know, where are we going to record it? Is the phone charged and ready to be recording um, an audio? Is there m- enough memory? Because we've run into that situation before where you've had to clear out memory beforehand. I, I did today. there yeah, you go. With all
1: those videos the girls took of themselves <laughs> and filled my phone.
0: Um, so yeah, it's it's about figuring out how to make it as easy as possible. And and a great example is like, if you want to do like go to the gym and maybe not right now, but, or if you want to work out in your basement because gyms are closed right now, um, every morning, um, Setting out your clothes beforehand, having a water bottle ready to go, having your headphones charged, like whatever it is you need to just walk into um, a workout, it will make it so much easier versus you trying to fumble around early in the morning. I don't want to wake up your kids and, and your husband and trying to find your workout clothes or, or, your, or wife. your wife, that's right. Um, yeah. So just make it easy for yourself. So that's that that is that that is that okay
1: okay so now we're going to talk a little bit we're going to get a little bit more technical on you with just kind of the what what james clear calls the activation energy of new habits i like know a little
0: like um yeah am go going well
1: it's it's yeah i mean and, and i think we each look at this through two different lenses i, I agree with what he talks about but I i look at it In a different way, I don't know if you want to talk about this way first, and I will build on it. Give your
0: give your own assessment.
1: Toss in my my two or three cents.
0: Okay, so I mean, this goes back to even when we're doing our annual plan and and the importance of breaking down habits into like or goals into smaller goals, so that you can feel as though you can actually accomplish it. Because saying that you're going to make a million dollars in GCI this year is a great goal and can probably get you very excited at first. But that excitement is going to dwindle down when you don't really know how you're going to do it or the goal just seems way too big for you to be able to accomplish. So smaller habits require less energy, which means that they're more sustainable. So if you're going to, um, you know, if, if part of your your goals for the year are to get 10 listings, how are you going to get those? Maybe you're going to reach out to five people a day. That's a habit that is very easy to sustain every single day versus the idea of like, oh my gosh, where am I going to find my 10 listings? So that's basically the idea. Or push-ups, for example. If you set out to do 100 push-ups a day, it's very likely that you're going to burn out after a few days because your arms are going to kill you. But you know, if you do one push-up every single day, that consistency is impacted when your habit Requires a lot less energy, and then the idea and what is it? Basically, like consistency compounds, right? It's and it's going to have a much bigger impact at the end of the day versus if you just tried to do a hundred push-ups for three days and then you just fall off that habit completely. Yeah, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So, and I think I I I look at it on on a next level from this approach, which is um, if you start with something that's simpler or something that's smaller you will also expend less energy to do that and as you get into a habit of doing something that's a little bit easier and smaller it will take even less energy to do it consistently so if you use the push-up example maybe the first day you do a push-up is hard but if you're doing a push-up every single day by the end of the week one push-up will be really easy which will not only make it easier to keep your habit but also to pull it to the next level. So maybe then if your goal was ultimately doing 10 push push-ups a day, you're going to be able to get to, to, sorry, I'm wrestling a dog while I'm talking right now. This is like, this is one of those uh, distractions. Um, and he and he hit me in a, in a painful spot while I was talking. You might've heard a small blip in my voice. Um, <laughs> But if you're building up to something, it'll be easier to do those 10 push ups every day if you've been doing one push up. Sorry, this freaking <laughs> dog. If you've been doing one push up consistently, because your energy required to do the same thing will become smaller over time, which right. will give you more energy to do more yeah. over a longer period of time. <laughs> <laughs> as I've got like, I feel open, like that was dragged out way too long. I was dragging it because by. there was a dog, like, and he's okay. still here. In the words
0: of James Clear, Cut. small habits don't add up; they compound, and that's what I think we're trying to say in the five minutes we've been talking. Um, but it, it's really about rewire, like not rewiring, but wiring your brain, because creating a new habit isn't easy, and it, it takes a lot of repetition before your brain starts really realizing okay this is this is what we're doing and this is what this means and the craving and the response and all that kind of stuff so um it it takes time um and it's one of those things where some people say it's 30 days to establish a new habit, it's 90 days whatever it is like it depends on what the habit is you're trying to establish and if you're able to make it easy for yourself it will become a lot easier for you to have that established habit sooner rather than later
1: yeah And when we talk about applying this to the bad habits you have, Mm -hmm. I think if we look back at the cycle, like the habits, what what do you call it? The the habit loop. It's easier now, hopefully, for you to identify what's driving you into these bad habits, right? What's the craving and the response and the reward Mm -hmm. that you're getting that are making you do things that aren't really serving you well consistently, right? So if we use the phone example... If the reward is that you know, you're know you able to see what other people are up to or whatever, I don't even know what the reward is for that. It's really just yeah. addressing your boredom. Like, right. like I've got a downtime. I want to address that boredom and this is an easy thing that's mindless to do. If you can establish one of your goals or one of the things you'd like to develop a habit for and fill that boredom time with that and yes. start addressing that cue – And that craving with a different response and then reward yourself for that, I think over time you'll find that that reward serves you better and you've created a new habit loop for these times that you're sitting with nothing to do.
0: Yeah. So to break your break, break your break, break your bad habits, it's about for the cue, you make it less obvious. So having your phone in the room, for example, versus having your phone in another room um, while you're doing work is a great way to ensure that you're not going to make it easy for yourself to grab it. Um, you know, make it attractive, make it unattractive. Your response, you make it easy, you make it hard to be able to get to that habit that you want to do. And then the reward, you try to make it less satisfying. So again, you'll have to give some thought to how that would work with a bad habit because sometimes it can be hard to kind of think it through.
1: Well, it's funny too because for most of the bad habits, the reward is bad. Like, like if I, if I used to, when I was younger, like I'd want to go have like Taco Bell.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Like that was kind of, it was the cheap alternative at the food court when I was on my break at sport check or whatever. Yeah. And I knew it would, it would satisfy my craving, but I also knew it would have me feeling like shit when it was done and it was bad for me. So. The reward was, okay, yeah, My, I got to eat Taco Bell. But usually when you're done with a bad habit, you look back and say, why did I do yeah. that? Why do I keep doing that? It whether it's feel
0: like crap. Yeah, yeah,
1: whether it's smoking, whether it's being on the phone too much. Like we look back at that and say, I wish I wasn't doing that. So mm-hmm. that needs to be your initial cue to create a new habit that says, you know what? I'm not getting the reward that I want to get. Mm-hmm. So how can I use that cue and how can I use um, the craving that I've got and address it in a different way? Yeah. Because I think our cravings will always be there. We're always going to want things. Yeah. But what we get from different responses is going to be very different. So
0: Exactly. So that's it. I hope that was helpful for you guys. Let us know what you think if you've been able to establish a good habit based on this advice. And as always, feel free to share this episode. And we'd love for you to rate us on Apple. That always helps us um, from a podcast perspective.
1: From a podcast perspective. From
0: a, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Keep getting the word out. Anyway. Participation.
0: (laughs) All right. Have a good week, everyone. Stay warm. Bye. level up, level
1: up, level up, level up never, 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 up, never, up,